Peacock is streaming your favorite shows, movies, live sports, breaking news, exclusive originals, and every live WWE pay-per-view. It's The Office, Chris Lee Knows Best, and Peacock original shows like Punky Brewster. Peacock, watch for free, upgrade for more. Stream now at PeacockTV.com. Are you ready? Let's make some noise, come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Boy Burton alongside me, as always, for a special Christmas edition of the show. My tag team partner, one, Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing? As always during the pandemic, air quote, Saturday morning, sir. Happy holidays, Roy, and happy holidays, everyone. We made it through another year. Yes. I don't. <laughs> I, keep, I keep forgetting that we're in, like, season three of like of the covids so mm-hmm. like I, I like i mean like this series might last longer than like i don't know road rules yeah no we are we are deep 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 into the heart of the covid 19 <laughs> pandemic um again i remember back in like march of 2020 it's like i was like ah you know let me order like a 12 pack of masks because i won't really need these until <laughs> you know to, when the summer hits and again we are we are we are going into season three year three of the pandemic. Hopefully you guys are staying safe and sound out there wherever you are. Hopefully, you know, listening to us has gotten you through some of this pandemic. Again, we've we've kind of been with you through a wild year here on Philly Cam Radio 106.5 FM, WPPM LP Philadelphia, or wherever you get your podcasts. Again, we're also available there as well. So hopefully you shared some of the 2021 with us and we will go back in 2021 or, or through the annals of 2021 to kind of to kind of break down all the sports things that have happened both on the local and a national scale. And it's been a lot to talk about this year um, when it comes to Philadelphia sports and at national sports as well. So thank you guys as always for tuning in again, wherever you get your radio shows or podcasts, you can find us where you, where you get your podcasts, Apple podcasts, Stitcher radio, TuneIn radio, Google play, Spotify, uh, YouTube music. Just do a search for the broadsheet line, download us to your phone, your iPad, your MP3 enabled device, listen at home or take us with you on the go 24, 365 or if you're in Philly, you can catch us every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, 106.5 FM. Or if you're not in Philly, wherever you are, download the TuneIn app or go to TuneIn.com. Search for the Philly Cam Station and tune us in again every Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern on 106.5 or the Philly Cam Station on TuneIn. Again, we are a very, very accessible show, even during the holidays. We are a very accessible show. Speaking of accessible, follow us on the Twitter machine. He is at SKD215. I am at the BS line. I assume there'll be, again, we are recording this well in advance of Christmas. I assume there'll be five basketball games. I have no idea if there's going to be five basketball games because who knows if there's going to be any basketball on Christmas. I'll be tweeting about those games. Mr. Domingo, what are you tweeting about? I think that it's, I, I, I think we are, I think it's more probable to say we will not be knowing what players will be playing in these that, basketball that, games. That's true. Yes, we have no idea who's playing today in those basketball games. There should be five basketball NBA games, but who knows? Who knows who has any idea what's going on? It's been a wild, wild last few weeks in the NBA and in sports in general. But again, give and us life. a follow. Life. Yes, and life, life, and life, and life. It's been a crazy few last few years um, in life. Uh, but the 2021 year, we, we usually do this every year. And 2021 um, was, a, a, again, another year for, for the record books. Again, both, again, away from the court and away from the arena. Um, and on the on the arena, on the arena, any arena, excuse me, can't even talk mm-hmm. in the arena on the field as well. Um, a lot of stuff happening. I was going to do it in a chronological order, but I was like, you know what, people might get kind of freaked out jumping around team to team. So we'll just go team order. So we'll just go okay. through for the team for the year, and we will break this down team by team, 
some of the major storylines for each team for, for the year. Again, apologies to Flyers. All we know is that Elaine Vigneault was fired, and Mike Yeo, as of now, is the new interim head coach. And that's all we know about the Flyers. Thank you for coming to our show. Yeah, no, I, we're unless you want to add. No, we're not even <laughs> going to pretend like we know what no. the hell's going on with the Flyers. The only thing I didn't realize was the Flyers were, we got to fire the coach bad. Like, yes. I knew that they were kind of like, floundering or or a little worse than mediocre i didn't know that like yo we got to fire the coach yeah got to go situation for elaine Vigneau. he had to go um the flyers or i was gonna say it's stuck in mediocrity but they're, they're worse than mediocrity so they're pretty bad so that is our flyers recap for the 20 year of 2021 ad eagles we gotta start with the eagles because again this season or well, this year really starts with last season the prior season the end of the carson wentz era the beginning of the Jalen Hurts era. Jalen Hurts, of course, finished out last season as the Eagles' starting quarterback, um, even though he did not finish out the game, the final game for the Eagles last year, because um, former head coach Doug Peterson said he needed, you know, he, Nick, now Nate Sudfeld deserved a shot. You know, we wanted to see what we had in our third-string quarterback. The guy earned a spot, earned a shot. Eagles down three points to, to the Washington football team in Week 17. Nate Sudfeld went out there, you know, and the Eagles promptly kind of turn the ball over, I guess, on their next three possessions. Eagles lose a game. Washington football team fans um, mad at or, – well, well, fans of, of many teams mad at the Eagles forever and ever. Um, it, it was, it was I guess, the the, final, the the most fitting end to the Doug Peterson era. Would you agree? No, I think – no, but I, I think that when that game – after that game ended, I don't think anyone thought that Doug Peterson was going to – like, I, I like – the Doug Pierce era was going to end. Well, that's I, true. I, I, that's true. No, I think that, like, I don't know, like, just after all the, after all the postmortems of, of the sea of the very disappointing season, especially with Carson Wentz, I think that ownership kind of made it a point that, yeah, Doug, if you want to come back, you got to do A through Z, and and Doug was like, no, I like, yeah, that. Like, 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 yeah. like, put some respect to my name. I've won a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. I'd rather go to South Dakota and train my son to be a quarterback. Yeah, basically, yeah, like, you're right. Because, again, like, we, we kind of felt it was the end of the Carson Wentz era, probably. Yeah. Um, but not necessarily the end of the Doug, Doug Peterson era. And then the, when the reports came out, basically, it was like, yo, Doug, you know, you got to really get rid of these, these bummy coaches and you got to, you know, fix this quarterback situation. And apparently Doug was like, nah. So the <laughs> Eagles, of course, got rid of Doug Peterson in, in short order. Um, and shortly hired Nick Sirianni to be the new head coach again. Only uh, uh, the again, you would think that again a, a quarterback, a, a coach that a coach and quarterback um, who won a Super Bowl um, a couple of years ago, you know, would get you know maybe five years to you know, kind of figure things out. Well, no, Doug Peterson got blown out um, in January. Nick Sirianni, the new head coach of the Eagles. Uh, we'll get to Nick back to Nick Sirianni in a bit. Um, Carson Wentz later was dealt to Indianapolis um, for what again, as of right now, will probably be as of this recording, will probably officially be. Um, a first round pick. Um, again, not shocking that that the, the Wentz deal happened. A little bit shocking of the return that the Eagles got for Carson Wentz, um, because again, if you saw Carson Wentz for you know much of last season, Carson Wentz did not did not look like a very good quarterback. Quite frankly, he was the worst quarterback in a number of rankings um, last year. Um, again, were you surprised that the Eagles got that as much as they did for Carson Wentz? I think that. Well, I think. <laughs> That, like, I don't know, like, no one knew the return until, like, the 21 season was unfolding. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I think that, like, um, that if the Colts were good enough where Carson Wentz was playing 70, 75 snaps, then 
maybe it was fair trade. No, like I, I really think that like in, if if there were no parameters say involved and say the Eagles got a first round pick for Carson Wentz, you'd be like, wow, that's a that's a steal considering. But even a second what, round pick though. No, I no, I think that once again the the like the quarterback position is littered with mediocrity or less than mediocrity or 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 beyond terrible. So I and one I think the connection with Frank Reich I like helped that like I don't know like the Colts they were re- they were ready to double down on Carson Wentz because that's what this trade was like you weren't just getting him for a year you were getting him for two. Right. And as the season played on, I like initially it didn't it didn't start well for the Carson Wentz era. I mean, like he had two <laughs> sprained ankles, literally two sprained ankles. <laughs> That's he right. Had, like he had COVID, or or yeah, no, he had COVID, and he or or no, he was unvaccinated. My apologies. Unvaccinated, yeah, unvaccinated. And and like I don't know, I think they had like they had buyer's remorse initially, but I think everything kind of regressed to the mean and I, I i mean i'll be the first one to admit that i was kind of wrong about like i don't know how carson wentz fared in indianapolis i, I mean they're a borderline playoff well no like as of this recording they are a playoff team they've they've recovered very nicely and yeah. like i wouldn't be shocked if they won a playoff game yeah no i mean i, I kind of figured that i think we all figured that carson Wentz would be better in indianapolis than he was here you know, A, because of the Frank Reich thing, B, because he couldn't just be as bad as he was last year. Uh, but no, but I mean, he's been pretty good. I mean, like he's been pretty good. Um, he's been a pretty good quarterback. Like you said, you know, they're right in the playoff mix. They could win a playoff game, you know, and then, you know, for, fortunately, since they're going to be, you know, probably a playoff team or close to it, Carson Wentz is going to play out the season, you know, again, if he doesn't get hurt. And the Eagles are going to get a first round pick. So again, every kind of, everybody kind of wins in this situation. No, no. And, yeah. and let's not re- like play revisionist history. Carson Wentz was never playing here again. No. Yeah, like it, it was broken. Like I don't know the relationship between the team and the player. Probably like I don't know through the fault of everyone. Like I don't know. Like mm-hmm. I don't. Like I'm not gonna blame Carson once. Like I don't know for everything. Even though he kind of like I don't know. He kind of sulked and like I don't know. Like I don't. There were reasons for Carson Wentz's downfall, but let's just say everyone involved played played a big part in why he's not here anymore. No, absolutely right. And um, again, so the Eagles. And I don't miss him either. Like, no, like, I'm not one to, like, kind of, like, I don't know, say, oh, what if he stayed? No, no. Like, if if you saw how things played out for the last three years, whether it's the Nick Foles statue or it's, like, I don't know, just random teammates kind of dissing him, like, to the media. Like, I don't know. Like, the the steps were laid for him not to be here anymore. And 2020 just kind of accelerated that. Carson Wentz, again, as we're recording this, Carson Wentz has 2,900 yards, 22 touchdowns, five interceptions. And I don't, I don't miss that man a single bit. Again, I don't even know what we have in Jalen Hurts. I don't miss Carson Wentz a single bit. Because, again, like you said, like it just wasn't meant to be with Carson Wentz here um, anymore after that 2020 season. Um, so, again, so, you know, so Carson Wentz goes to Indianapolis. He, you know, he angers some people, including me a little bit, uh, when he said Indy has, quote, our culture and our values, but whatever. Just play your 75% of the snaps. I don't care what you say about Indianapolis. Have fun shooting shooting bears or whatever you do out there. Now, cool. now, Will, now after this pick registers, will mm-hmm. people stop caring about Carson Wentz? I hope so. Well, you should. I mean, like, <laughs> like why? Like, like he gone. Yeah, he no, gone. I can understand why you have a vested interest in him this year. Like, mm-hmm. you were hoping that that like I don't know, but I, I I mean the fluctuation of this pick went from eight 
like at its highest. I, I, I mean, I feel like feel it's like Bitcoin. Like I don't know where like <laughs> like it started high, but as the season went on, it's not that it's still a first round pick, right. but it's not this it's not this heist that that you thought it was. And I think you could say the same for all these picks, including your own. Exactly. And, and, and again, so the Eagles, you know, thought they were going to have, you know, three possibly top 15 picks in the 2022 <laughs> draft. Um, that doesn't look likely anymore. Um, but the Eagles did have a very high pick in the 2021 draft. Uh, but thanks to willing and dealing, they were able to add another pick um, in the 2022 draft. There was a time this, this year where the where the thought was the Eagles were going to land Jamar Chase with their first pick and even with their pick in the, their first round draft pick um, in the draft this year. Of course, the Eagles traded down, added another draft pick, a, a first-round draft pick. Eventually, landed Devontae Smith, the wide receiver, Heisman Trophy-winning receiver, out of the University of Alabama. So, no Jamar Chase, no Micah Parsons, but they got again a very talented wide receiver at 15. Um, again, you can argue whether or not he was the best wide receiver on the board. It's you know it's your argument. We don't know that at all. Still, even still, seeing what we see out of these other guys. But kudos to Howie Roseman. If you're going to rip Howie Roseman for some of the stuff he does. Kudos to him for getting draft tra- trading back, getting draft capital, and getting a talented receiver. The first WR one we- we've seen on this team in a while. So kudos to Howie Roseman. I'll say it. I'll put it out there. And kudos to Howie for for what it appears to be to to get a fir- like a borderline first round pick in the second round. Yeah. No, so, yeah, so, yeah, Howie Roseman, kudos to you for what you did in the 2021 draft. Again, we rip you for bad drafts. We'll praise you for good drafts. Um, and hopefully we'll praise you even more if this quarterback um, from your prior year's draft turns out to be the guy. Jalen Hurts said, Ren is due every day. People fell in love with that because people love quotes. People love nice T-shirts. Nick Sirianni loves nice T-shirts. So he wore the Jalen, Jalen Hurts T-shirt, and everybody fell in love with Jalen Hurts. And then Jalen Hurts goes out and then destroys the, the basically crappy Atlanta Falcons in week one. So people like me start to revise the seven and tens that they threw out there at the beginning of the season and start flirting with nine and eight. You know, like I'm feeling nine and eight, maybe I'm feeling, I was feeling good after week one. It's feeling spicy. Then he promptly lost three in a row, lost to San Fran, lost to Dallas, lost to Kansas city. Not really shocking in any way, but, they go from one and zero to one and three. Then they go from one and three to two and five. And that Raiders loss. And after the Raiders loss, Chris Domingo, you would agree that people were ready to jump ship. Yes, I like, like I still haven't recovered from that. Like I don't like, like I like, and I think the the biggest plot of the twenty twenty one season is what do we have with Jalen Hurts? And once again, as of this recording, I think the consensus is we don't know. No, we still don't know what Jalen Hurts. We honestly we don't know about the, the head coach, uh, Nick Sirianni. We don't know about the DC, Jonathan Gannon. Like we don't know a lot. There's a whole lot of unknowns um, with this football team. But we did know that again after seven games they were two and five. People were calling for just about everybody's head, and you know people need to go and things like that. The Eagles again. I don't know whether they were listening to the fans or whatever. Changed up the office a little bit. Took the ball. Took the air out the ball. You know, took the, took the game out of Jalen Hurts' hands. And the Eagles played, you know, played better in the month that followed. Again, they had the, the huge win over Detroit, who stinks, but whatever. Had another game against the Chargers. They probably should have won 27-24 loss at home. And then they beat Denver and New Orleans. Now, granted, like Denver and New Orleans, not necessarily world beaters, but again, beat the teams you're supposed to beat and get you in a spot for a playoff. So again, they did that without Jalen Hurts going for 200 yards in any of those games. The Eagles go three and one. 
back in the playoff mix. And then what possibly could be the worst loss of the season happened, the 13-7 to defeat to the New York Giants. Look, the next three weeks or four weeks, I should say, of this Eagles season is going to be insane. I promise you, everyone listening, I promise you, I promise you, on January the 9th, well, I assume they play at 1 o'clock, on January the 9th at 425, there's a very good chance you're going to look back at that Giants game and say, you know what, if they had just taken care of business, they'd be in the playoffs. I think it's going to come down to that. I, I, I've always said that that the that the most important thing, like I don't know, even with this surprising plot of possibly making the playoffs, has been whether Jalen Hurts is your short term answer, your medium term answer, or your long term answer. By January 9th, will you know any of those answers? Uh, I believe you'll know that he's your short term answer. I think okay. you'll know that. I think because I think that I, I mean, looking in my crystal ball, just factoring in everything external and just like I don't know, just prospects coming out and like I don't know where the team is. I have a hunch, unless this guy looks like I don't know, uh, Tommy Maddox. Like I don't know, he's <laughs> just, like he he'll be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I have nothing. Like and I don't think this is. I don't think it's as an endorsement. I don't think it's as much of an endorsement of Jalen Hurts as I think just the situation precludes you, geez, tongue-tied, to to, to find an alternative. Or, I mean, unless you're looking for just, like, I don't know, a placeholder. Like, I don't know, like a veteran quarterback. You're not looking for something, like, I don't know, long-term and sustainable. Yeah, I don't know if the Eagles necessarily, like you said, I think the situation kind of precludes them from looking for a – a, a hold the fort down kind of guy because I, I think like why would you bring in that kind of guy when you have a Jalen Hurts I mean again you can you have a guy you can figure out get a, you have another season whether or not you can figure out the guy or you could bring in a you know a Ryan Fitzpatrick type I don't think I don't know what that buys you so yeah like I think again 2022 comes around I think we're both in agreement on this I think Jalen Hurts is going to be the quarterback week one um and again given the fact that, that this said, draft class think, isn't great right. that being said though I think he'll he he could he might not finish the 2022 season. Yes. Yeah, sure. Because I think, because I think after this season, you really need to, excuse me, you still need to develop them, but you need to start progressively taking the training wheels off. Like, I don't know, like, can you still run the ball a decent amount? Yes. Can you run the ball 79% of the time? No. You need to, like, I don't know, like, like, I don't know, like, uncuff this dude. Like, I don't know, hope that, like, in this pivotal offseason, he improves on some things, and then maybe with the overall improvement of the team, it it kind of accentuates him. Right. Like I, I don't know, I don't have any. My, my optimism about Jalen Hurts is very, very mid. <laughs> MJF voice, but you, I, I mean, yeah. like I like, but I, I like, but it's not one. And would I rather would I rather started a mid Jalen Hurts than possibly? draft a Kenny Pickett or a Matt Coral or a uh I don't know any of those guys no I, I like I just don't think that's a prudent use like and maybe like I don't know am I saying that maybe you shouldn't like I don't know maybe kick the can on, on a draft pick to save yourself for because I feel like 2023 is the season like I don't know like where you go all in so maybe you have three first round picks maybe you trade one of them down the road and get another pick like I, I don't know the Eagles are in a decent, I won't say enviable, but like I don't know, they're a decent spot to 
to kind of, like, I don't know, make headway of all the erroneous drafts they've had post-Super Bowl? The Eagles, again, as they evaluate Jalen Hurts, they're, they're still in the spot where they're, again, contending for a playoff spot. And I believe that, again, next year with however many guys he drafts in the first round with those picks and with, you know, an improving Jalen Hurts, they should probably still be in that same spot. They should still be in the mix for a playoff spot or whatever like that. And given that, they'll still probably have – they'll have more resources, whether it be draft picks or guys coming off of, you know, contracts, um, you know, to make improvements in, like you said, 2023. So you're right. Like, I think they're in a really good spot for 2023. Um, I mean, it sounds kind of weird to kind of talk about two years down the road, but – I mean, I think they were in a pretty decent spot in 2023, given where they are now. Because, again, they're still competing for a playoff spot, but you still have the luxury to figure out whether or not, you know, you have the guy or not. And if you don't have the guy, well, you can go get the guy because you have some assets to kind of kind of yeah. work with. So, no, yeah, turn it, yeah. No, I'm starting to think that this timeline is appropriate for Jalen Hurts' development because mm-hmm. I because I, I think I say this weekly. I think we underestimate – I think we overvalued – the readiness of uh, the pro readiness of Jalen Hurts. He needs he needs seasoning. Like I don't know. Like he needs some salt and pepper and some oregano. <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah. no, and like I think like I think that's where I think a lot of people are caught off. But I thought that like a lot of people thought he was like like his ceiling was low because they thought he was like a ready prospect. He's not. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. He needs he needs some coaching up and he needs some some he, he needs some some internal some his own improvement like i don't know like go with your trainer and, and and work on some of these stuffs work on the things work on these layups that you're missing let me let me ask you a question because i was asked this question on washington radio and i don't know if i'd say the same thing on philadelphia radio because i might just get run off the airs but you are a man of truth you you are a man who are you're a reasonable man i want to ask you this question given the eagles coaching staff okay current eagles coaching staff you have one of these guys, and he, he is your guy for the next 10 years. There's no drafting a guy. There's no trading a guy. This guy is your guy for the next 10 years. Jalen Hurts, Taylor Heineke. Um, you don't want to know the answer. No, I, I do. Yeah, I do. Because your answer is my answer. I would rather, like, as crazy as this sounds, I find myself kind of impressed by Taylor Heineke. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I, like, I don't know why. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think he does anything over like I don't think he does anything extraordinary. No, I think you know, like I think you know what I think is crazy. I think Jalen Hurts' best case scenario is a different color Taylor Taylor Heineke. Oh, I wouldn't go there. I don't, I, I don't that all right. That that's where we differ. But again, when I was asked this question, I said this. I'm like, I think Jalen Hurts might have a higher. Oh, no, I'll say it. I think he has a higher ceiling. No, Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke has better. a higher floor. But what? But what are your odds that he hits that well yeah yeah, no that's why no again when i was at (laughs) when i was asked the question i said you know what it sounds really weird saying this out loud but i would go with taylor heineke because again like taylor heineke has a higher floor and if he's going to be my guide regardless of no matter you know for the next 10 years no matter what he's going to give me competent quarterback play for 10 years like i know that like i like maybe even better than competent quarterback play like i I think and, and that's a good base no i've learned that like i don't know like Will he make the two or three throws that win you a game? Absolutely not. But 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 no, I, I think that a guy like Heineke knows his limits. He's mm-hmm. not like a Garoppolo or a Derek Carr right, that right. thinks they're better than they are and they still make the same error. Like I don't know, Taylor Heineke knows himself, and that's what good backup. Like I I, I mean like like a Gardner Minshew. Like I don't yeah. know, like like 
the best trait of a backup quarterback or one is obviously being ready. But okay. knowing who you are, like I don't know, like be ex- accept the fact that you are a backup. Like he's like, you know what? You need to have a look because it's hard for mm-hmm. a, 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 a an NFL quarterback to say, yeah, man, I'm a backup. But you know what? I'm going to be the best GD backup ever. I'm going to like I don't know. I'm not going to cost my team because how many times do you see a backup quarterback? come in and just just turns the ball over right. like that's possibly the worst or 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 is completely inept running the offense like mm-hmm. i don't know like like i don't know how much better washington would be if they had fitzpatrick that's the thing he's really like a like a low cost ryan fitzpatrick and the, and that's not a bad thing and again like if you had to go 10 years with a low rent ryan fitzpatrick that's not terrible like you could win some football games like again if you build i mean you'd have to build around it perfectly but you could kind of make a cup make some noise in the playoffs i don't know if you could again it sounds weird to say it but again i don't know if you can you know unless you unless jalen hurts becoming a really good nfl thrower is probably is less likely than you know taylor heineke kind of cleaning up whatever he needs to clean up that's 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 my thought no, what is if you had to rank him one to ten as a passer right now? What is he on a scale of one to ten? Ten being Justin Herbert. <laughs> Justin Herbert's not. I mean, he's close to ten. Uh, uh, five and a half. Okay. What is if you're Sirianni and you're saying, "Yo, you go to Texas with that Quincy dude." Mm-hmm. And I want you to become a blank at a ten. I think in on one off season. In one off one off season. Okay. In yeah. one off season. In one off season, I don't think you're gonna get higher than a six and a half. I mean you can get okay. up a point, but no, you know. no, but is but a six and a but does six and a half get you another season? Or is or or just no? Like six and a half six and a half should get you another season, yeah. Yeah. All right. Six and a half. So so that season. would show you enough improvement to say, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll just double down on you. You have you have shown that you can be a uh, Heineke esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because like, Heineke is like six and a half. So I mean, like I am still convinced, and I know it's not easily done. But I, I, I if I'm a GM, I'm I'm picking out of not of not out of the goodwill bid. Like maybe I'm going to like Marshalls, and I'm looking for like I don't know. Am I going to Neiman Marcus for a quarterback? No. But, like, is it possible if I could go to, like, a not a discount store, a Target, and find my quarterback? And then it's and then I, I get my quarterback at Target, but then I go to all these expensive places to get my offensive line, get my, like, get my D-line. And I just feel that, like, I don't know, I don't, I don't think it lends itself to a Super Bowl, but, hell, it's going to make you pretty relevant. No, it'll make you relevant, but the problem, well, I'm not saying the problem is, but again, if you look at these quarterbacks, most of these quarterbacks are kids or guys who got drafted by their teams. Like whether or not, I mean, like, you know, like the uh, the Patrick Mahomes and the Russell Wilsons and the Tom Brady's. Like, I don't know if you can just, like, I don't know. Well, like, no, well, not, well, not, well, not really Brady. Like, no, I know. And I think it's like, do you Well, you go, know, Patriots Brady. No, but but yeah. do you go to an exchange store and say, yo, I want, like, I don't know, like, because I because there's that other element. It's like, do I try to go to another? But I mean, Russell Wilson's don't fall off trees, right? And like, right. I don't know. Do you want to? Do you want to see if you can get like I don't know get water out of that Derek Carr stone anymore? 
or like, I don't know. And, and it's, it's a good, but I still like, I don't know. I'd rather not go the cousins or Derek Carr out and find me a Heineke or find me like, like a better Minshew and say, you know what? I'm going to build that heck out of this team. And you know what? Don't turn the ball over. Give me like 1.5 above average plays a game. Hit dies in stride. No, you know who I would want. <laughs> like I don't, no, no, sorry for his game. You no, know no. who I'd want? The 20, 2021 version of Chad Pennington. I've always thought Chad Pennington was like that dude that if you and, – and the Jets were really good when he was the quarterback. I don't even think he was terrible in Miami either. I think he was fine down in Miami. No, and I think that was the last time he made the playoffs. Or, or I, I think he won a playoff game. But my question to you is – and again, we'll, we'll move on from this. My question to you is, though, what's the track record of those guys – hitting okay what's the track record of teams going and getting that mid-level like say like a 20 level a 20-ish ranked dude and bringing him in and then building a team around him i mean i i can't remember i'm sure it's happened i can't remember no what is your what is your what is your best expected outcome what are you if you're the owner and you sign off on this plan me and Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. and the owner says you need to get to you need to accomplish this for this to to be successful like what is, like what is that goal? Not a Super Bowl. No, I was going to say like a conference championship appearance. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, because one, like, I think one, I look like a genius all the this entire decade for saying the Sixers should have like the goal should have been an ECF, and people thought I was like this loser to say, oh man, you got loser, man. you're not, you don't have dog mentality, man. You'd be shooting for five straight finals. Ha ha! <laughs> look at me now. Yeah, people don't realize how difficult it is to get. No, no, to, and to I think like you see, like I don't know, in every sport, to to be bad and to go from bad to good is easy. Not easy, but it's because you had the last place schedule. Like, I don't know, things just work. To go from good to great, I mean, look at the Buffalo Bills. People yeah. thought that they were going to just waltz to the Super Bowl. They might not make the playoffs. No, no, it's it's really like you said, like good to great again is is a very hard leap in a lot of sports. I think it's harder in basketball um, than it is in football. Um, there was a basketball team in town that we thought was going to go from good to great last year. Um, again, it all started back in January when Ben Simmons' lack of shooting was a problem back then. We all thought, you know, Doc Rivers gets the full season with these guys. There's no bubble and all that good stuff, so everything's going to get fixed. You know, these guys didn't listen to Brett Brown, but now they're going to listen to Doc Rivers. He's got a ring, and now he can sit down and practice with these guys and make this guy, these guys shoot. And Ben Simmons still didn't shoot. And so it was a problem back in January. And it was a problem later in the year when fans started coming back to the game. And it was like, all right, we're coming back to the arena. We're like, all right, well, maybe we need to make a trade to the trade deadline. Do you want Kyle Lowry? Eh, no, not really. Kyle Lowry doesn't really move people, whatever. So no trade for Kyle Lowry. Didn't happen. Sixers. Still had an incredible season. I think he went, what, 52 and 30? I believe they had a really good season. The um, one seed. Well, the one seed. Um, faced the Wizards in the first round. Rolled them, even though the Sixers fans didn't show out that well. They dumped a box of popcorn on Russell Westbrook after game two, which, again, was just fans be able, like I, I think it was incident number two in fans behaving badly because there was a bunch of those that happened uh, when people started coming back to basketball and, and baseball games. Um, but, of course, the Sixers beat the Wizards and then, Again, we don't want to relive it, but we need to note that Ben Simmons went AWOL, especially in game six and seven. Unofficially. No, no. Like, officially he went AWOL June 21st, 2021, and has not been 
heard from, literally, quite literally, no one has heard from the man except for Adele's boyfriend since June the 20th at 11.45 when, like, Paul Hudrick asked him about, like, I don't know, what Trey shoot. What Trey shoot was one of the last things we heard Ben Simmons say out of his mouth. Because Ben Simmons, as you said, as Chris mentioned, basically hasn't been seen or heard in public except for like fleeting images of him dipping into the St. Joe's gym so he can get he can get a run in out there. Um, he hasn't even posted, I don't even think he's posted on Instagram in months. Um, he's kind of been AWOL since then. Of course, there's a whole saga where Ben Simmons, they went to visit Ben Simmons, they being the Sixers front office, goes to visit Ben Simmons. He says, he asked for a trade, says, you know, like he doesn't get, you know, like other number one picks get to go somewhere and stink. I never had the chance to go somewhere and stink. So this is not fair. So I don't want to be here. No- <laughs> I don't want to be here. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be here no more. And Tobias and Joel and Matisse Thibault and Danny Green said, yo, Ben, yo, we want to come up. We want to hang with you. We want to chop it up with you. We want to talk to you, try to get you back. He said, no, nah, don't, don't even bother. That's fine. It's cool. <laughs> then all the reports that says he only wants to play in California and then this, that, and the other and kind of de- demanding where he goes. Um, didn't show up for training camp. Um, showed up randomly at a preseason game when the Sixers start, started to find him because, again, he didn't want to pay those fines, those $230,000 fines for missing a game. And then he comes to practice, um, practices the first day at half speed. Half speed is probably generous. Um, with his with his practice jersey in his pocket, um, which people thought was a phone at one point, um, and then he has a, a uh, he gets kicked out of practice um, because he doesn't want to come in for a defensive drill. Then has a mysterious back injury that we didn't even know about until he gets kicked out of practice, um, and then he gets fined some more because again he's trying to game the system um, by staying home. Meanwhile, Rich Paul is saying all of the everything the Sixers are doing is damaging to his client's mental health. He just wants Ben Simmons to come and play basketball and be happy. And Daryl Morey says, look, man, we're going to play this game of chicken for four years, man. If we ain't <laughs> playing with you, we're going to drag this out as long as humanly possible. Um, again, that's just the Ben Simmons story in a nutshell. We're not getting into all of that stuff. Thank God. I'm sure you thought that this would be over by now, right? Uh, I thought I thought this would be over by August. Because <sighs> yeah. that's when I thought – once again, I'm not going to bury Aro with myself to death on the show. But, man, I told people <laughs> you should you, – the longer you – no. And the moral of the story is whenever you think someone who is incapable of going lower, think again. Because I think this is – I think the main plot in all this is everyone to a man and woe man underestimated how – about it, Ben Simmons was. Mm-hmm. No one thought that he would just no-show the Sixers. They didn't think he would just be an absolute malcontent when he, the the one the two times he was there. Like I don't know. Like I, I I mean like he's dug in and kudos to the Sixers for just you you know what as ninety eight percent of me just says you know what just spare us us as a collective group of human beings and just trade him for a John's roast pork. But man, like I, don't, <laughs> I just want this dude to just just eat mounds of it. Like, I don't know. I want him to be what Hunter Helmsley had to do after the curtain call when Vince told him he has to eat it and like it. He doesn't like it yet. But, it's, but 
I will agree that at some point you just like, and I think that point is what is it, December the seventeenth? I think that point is now because for all the immaculate vibes that started this season, they are not immaculate anymore. Like I don't even know what 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 an adjective for non immaculate is. Dookie, you know, (laughs) like the the vibes are dookie right now. And, and unfortunately, the residual damage that's being done is to the secondary players who I don't like, I don't know, like, they, they, they didn't, they haven't stepped up. That's just a fact. But when they signed this contract to come here, they didn't expect us to have to step up like this. So as as much as we want to dump on Tobias Harrison, it's a and it's becoming a hobby of, of people at this point. Remember, man, he didn't ask the heat after this role. The Sixers started out pretty hot this year. Um, uh, half the team, including Joel Embiid, went out with COVID. Um, they lost a little steam after that. Like you said, you know, the the bigger issue is the, the basically the lack of creators slash playmakers slash athletes on this roster. We've litigated the Tobias Harris thing quite a bit on this on this show. Tobias Harris is really, you know, best suited – as a number three option on a basketball team, Four. he's horribly, well, okay. <laughs> he's horribly miscast as a number two option on a team. He's not a guy who's going to kind of, you know, carry the weight of the team. If, you know, Joel's out, if Joel's having a bad game, he's not going to be the guy. Like he might get, he might give you a couple of nice games here and there. But again, if Joel Embiid's out, like Tobias ain't going to drive 30 most nights. Like, it's just not going to happen. Um, Tyrese Max, he's been a great, you know, great young point guard holding the fourth down. But again, He's he's not the playmaker, the guy who's gonna get, get these guys open but baskets. Once again, Roy, that but you once need. again, Roy, like the expectations of fans have gotten insane. Like yeah. I don't know, kid has nice start to the season, and now they're saying, "Oh man, he's potential." No, like I don't know. Like just just remember the term regression, mm-hmm. and and humans regress to the mean. And I think Tyrese Max is just regressing to the mean. Like, do I think he's gonna be a decent player? Yes. Do I think he's this surefire all-star? I'm going to flat out say it. No, he's not. You know, Tyrese Max is a really good player. And again, like as a young player, as a 21-year-old player, he's playing exceptionally well. Um, but again, to expect him to be the creator, be the playmaker. Oh, yeah, he can get to the rack, you know, the rack, you know, all good stuff. To expect him to be the guy who's going to get these guys open shots like Ben Simmons said, he's not going to be that guy. Like, he's just not that guy. But again, he's a really good player. No knock against him. But again, don't expect you know a, an eighteen and nine and five guy you know out of Tyrese Maxey because that's just not who his game is. So again, like some of these guys, I mean, these guys are trying. I mean, they're, they're, but again, like like you said, like there's not in the good, not in the not in the ideal spot to to you know live up to their policy potential, but to be what I guess people or fans want them to be. And I'll, and I'll say this: here's the biggest story. We've mentioned this before. You took again as much as we don't like that light-skinned dude who's living in... Well, I don't even know where he's living now. You took a dude who was a, the, the runner-up for Defensive Player of the Year, an exceptional playmaker, and, you know, exceptional rebounder, exceptional defender. You just took him off the roster and replaced him with nothing. No, and I think nothing. it only... And, and it only took four and a half months for fans to realize the Sixers offseason sucked. Like, Terrible. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they just didn't want to make a move into like it's like while having this cloud hover over you this bending they i feel like they wanted to address this situation before they like i i almost feel like they almost punted on the season before it started because 
I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. I, I know he had a great, like, I know it was a great story about his minivan or whatever the hell you call him. Like, but George Niang is who he is. He's a stretch. He's a decent stretch four who looks like Larry Bird because we had Mike Scott. And, and like, I don't know, like, and Andre Drummond looked great at the start of the season. But you know what? He ain't much better than Dwight Howard. And you know what? Those were your, those were your additions for a team that was, even with Ben Simmons, desperately needing creation and just like, I don't know, overall playmaking. They didn't. And you know what? That's a shame on the general manager for, like, I don't, like, you could have walked and chew gummed at the same time. But this Ben Simmons thing is hijacking the franchise. And it didn't have to. You could have made, like, like, or if you wanted to hijack, you, the, nothing was precluding you from making other moves. And I feel that they just, they, they don't want to put the egg in front of the horse. Is is, 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 is that the same? I don't know what that, no, the cart, cart before the horse. But I, okay. Okay. All right. No, no, no. <laughs> they, 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 they refuse to put the horse before the cart. They need to, they, they need a, so, a resolution that's Ben Simmons thing before they address the roster. And that's just, I don't like. Is that just single-minded? I don't. I don't think that's a smart way to approach no, it. No, you're right. Like, like you said, even with Ben Simmons, like this team needed a backup point guard. Even with Ben Simmons, Perry point yeah. blank. Like you needed a backup playmaker. You didn't get one. All right. You needed an athletic dude who come off the bench and get you some buckets. Even with Ben Simmons, you didn't get that. All right. Whether you traded Ben Simmons or not, and I know at this point you're probably trying to you know trade Ben Simmons to fill these holes. But whether Ben Simmons was here playing, engaged, and all that good stuff, you still needed at least those two pieces. Yep. They didn't even bother getting them. Now, granted, George Niang's better than Mike Scott, and Andre Drummond's better than Dwight Howard. So again, you increase, you you know you improve by there. That's fine. But again, you had two glaring needs on this team. You didn't even bother addressing. You got lucky, quite frankly, with as well as Tyrese Maxey's playing. Because yeah. Tyrese Maxey wasn't playing as well as he is, like you'd be really out. You'd be really down at this point. Like, you'd no, be I feel, no, I feel that like this Ross, it took oh it took a while. But I, I mean, once again, Horowitzing myself. This roster was flawed from jump, mm-hmm. and people just were either blinded by the Ben thing or just refusing. But man, you just just look at the roster. I mean, this is not a roster, and I almost feel like just when you talk it through, I feel like this the Sixers almost like just de facto said we don't give a damn about this season. We don't. I, I think the Sixers thought. Well, again, I don't want to speak for Darren Moore, but I think they thought. The Ben Simmons situation was going to get resolved, and he would fill their holes out. You know, that by way, the time, early. by the time, by the by the yeah, by the time the season started. Like I think by game one, this is over. He's traded. He's done. We got a top twenty-five guy, or whatever we're asking for, and we got the pieces that we need, and we're going to roll out. That was a horrible miscalculation. Horrible. Yes. No. That is that is on the like and one. This is an Elton Brand. This mm. is like like you're grading Daryl Morey on a different curve than Elton Brand. Like yeah. if, if this happened, Elton Brand, we'd be. Destroying him, destroying him, destroying him, and destroying you know what? Him. Daryl Morey is getting off the hook, and 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 maybe he just pulls a rabbit out of his hat and just figures out, like I don't know, just cashes out this Ben thing when when it it appears that this dude just has not even remotely the value you think he does. Like I don't, but until then, I'm gonna rip him every day. I'm gonna yeah. rip him. More, I'm gonna rip him a little less than I would rip Kyrie Irving. 
<laughs> and you should. And again, as of, as of this recording, again, Ben Simmons, still a member of the Sixers, will probably be a member of the Sixers until, well, close to probably uh, February 10th. Will he get traded by my birthday the 29th? No. That would be a great birthday, probably. I don't think he will. I really, I really don't think he will. Um, speaking of teams with flawed rosters, we have the Philadelphia Phillies as well, um, who got to their best start in 10 years, but then became the Philadelphia Phillies that we know and love and did not make the playoffs. Although, again, their first winning season in quite a while, shout out to Bryce Harper for winning the MVP. Kudos to Zach Wheeler for being the Cy Young runner-up. And, again, everybody out there who hated Odubel Herrera, who thought he was the worst person in the world, but we're okay when Odubel Herrera came back. He's already, you know, knocking in runs. You know, just look yourself in the mirror. That's all we're saying. Just look in the mirror and just say it. (laughs) Consistency is all we ask for. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) Consistency is a major key. And and I say this about everything, whether it's anti-vaccine athletes or just just life in general. Just like if you're going to open that door, you better be willing to go down that, that door every time. So if, if you don't feel like going to that door, you don't need to go through that door. But if you're going to be a loud ass and, like, I don't know, talk about, like, I don't know, Carson Wentz being, like, I don't know, you sure better talk about dudes like Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, and you sure as holy hell better be talking about Kyrie Irving. Because this Kyrie Irving thing is, like, absolutely <laughs> driving me. Like, it, it's making my brain freeze right now. I, I don't – all right, we'll talk about Kyrie. I don't want to talk a lot about it, but I want to talk I want to talk about it because I know it, it drives you nuts. And I get it, but I don't. So, all right, well, let's keep this as brief as possible. All right, so Kyrie Irving, the quote-unquote voice for the voiceless, hasn't played a single game for the Brooklyn Nets as of this recording. The Brooklyn Nets said, yeah, you're not vaccinated. You can't play in games in New York. We didn't want to – we didn't want to – we don't want you around on a part-time basis, so don't even show up. They don't – just don't be around. However, Brooklyn Nets, like every other team in the NBA, are down to like eight guys, so now they need bodies, and Kevin Durant's playing like 39 minutes a night. So they're like, you know what, Kyrie, you can come back. We need your help. We got to like, you know, strengthen up the, re- the reserves because we ain't got too many guys to put out on the court each each week. So my question to you is what is your beef with the Kyrie Irving situation? They just cater to an unvaccinated, like they just can't, like they just bent over. No, no, cajoled over. They are bending over backwards for yes. a guy that could absolutely torpedo their season. And I just don't get it. And, 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 and this comes back to like, I thought, and, and one, the fact that Nets are doing this shows, like, dude, they only care about winning. Like, I don't know. And, like, I don't know. Spare me with any of the social messages anymore. Because that, because, no, like, I don't know. It, 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 the, and, one, no one's even bothered criticizing Kyrie Irving of a player. Like, I don't know. Like, one, this is, I mean, peak new wave of variant. You're going to bring this dude in unvaccinated? I don't care if you test him 87 times a day. Well, I mean, there's other unvaccinated players in the NBA. So, I mean, like, Kyrie Irving isn't the only no. unvaccinated dude who's no, going to be. No, but he's the only one that's getting this dispensation. No, you're, but but I'm saying, like, if like what, I guess what's the difference between Kyrie Irving and Bradley Beal, who's been unvaccinated all year? Well, no, because he – the difference is Kyrie Irving just not, like, I don't know, like, would rather, like, I don't know, like, being an employee in New York – mandate you to get a vaccine he yeah like i mean like yeah like i i get like yeah the Kyrie Irving's little thing is weird like i get it but i mean like the nets are like the net like the nets are behind this and i think really i think the issue is that kevin durant's behind this because i don't think this would happen yes! unless no, kevin, well, I, I, well here's the thing though kevin durant probably said look i need some help i'm tired right <laughs> like james harden's out we have nine dudes i need some help i can't do this every day i need somebody to help me out if kevin durant is okay with this then i i 
I don't have that much of a, I don't have as much of a problem with it. I mean, I know the Nets are like this is Fugazi because again, you were hard, you were like the hardline stance guys back in October. Now two months later, you're like, ah, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I, but I get it. I understand. Like I, I, so I winning, understand. So winning, so winning, cal- like calculates all over, basically like it, like I don't know, like and, and one, it like imagine pulling this out during like when like New York City has like all time high like COVID right, numbers. Cases, it's right. just tone deaf. It's really tone like it really is tone deaf. Like I I get it. Like but like I I I I wouldn't say I would do it, but I understand why the Nets are doing this. Because again, like the Nets, like I mean the Nets, I think they're still the one seed in the East. I mean the Nets are playing really good basketball, but like they're like they're they're struggling. I mean like they like they just don't have bodies. Like I understand like winning clearly to them means more than anything. It means more than morals at this point. Because again, like if you're going to be the hardcore, everybody's got to get got to get vaccinated squad, and to kick a guy like Kyrie Irving out for two months and then bring him, bring him back in. That clearly tells me that you care more about winning than anything else that like, but I get it. All right. Like I'm just, all I'm saying is I get it. Like, I understand. I don't say oh, I no. agree. I understand. Oh, oh, no, 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 I, I understand. But, but once again, I am like, I always say every day, every, every human being makes a deal with the devil, but this is like a real deal. <laughs> this is like, a, like, like, like a, five-way trade with the devil like this isn't like like you look like say like i don't know this blows up in your face i guess at this point though how is it going to blow up in your face like is he going to come back and like what What wreck your chemistry or no what if the first two weeks he gets infected then he'll be out for two weeks and then he'll come back no but like doesn't that make you look like just having absolutely it's, no back. And look, at some point, right? Like I, I, I'm pretty confident to say that at some point this year, Kyrie is going to get infected with COVID and be out for a couple of weeks, right? And then everybody's going to look at you and say, "See, like this is what you signed up for." Like it's going to happen. They're okay with that fallout. Like they're clearly okay with. Oh that. no, I, no, obviously they are. Like I don't yeah. know. And, and and one, but this comes back to like I don't know, like dude, like I don't want to ever hear about these NBA players being like I don't know moral high ground for anything there is there is there is flawed as every no because like that's what that's what the that's what the trick is for like that's what like bothers me is the nba prides itself on being this like such progressive league forward league no they're not they're all about the money like every other league so don't so don't paul players like don't give yourself the impression that you're this like great social aware awareness league you suck like the other leagues yeah, no, but yeah, I must say, like everybody, like you said, like everybody makes a deal with the devil every every day. And again, like there's a certain amount of stuff that you're willing to let go for, you know, whatever gain you know on your end. And the Nets are willing to kind of, you know, kind of step down from their their moral pedestal or whatever pedestal. I don't want to say moral, but step down from their anti, you know, their anti-vaccine or pro-vaccine stance in order to deal with a guy like Kyrie Irving. I understand. And all I'm saying course, is I understand. I get it. And then of course, this clown's not going to take any questions. That no, that no, that's what bot like the. The, the human the, the person Kyrie he he won't hold himself accountable either like I, I'll say man if you're gonna be anti-vaccine you better answer every day that question dude <laughs> yeah, this got you fired up all right we got all right no, no more Kyrie Irving <laughs> no no that's fine he bothers me as much as Ennis Cantor no yeah, well Ennis Cantor he's gazy but that, that's a whole different story but forget Kyrie Irving for a second let's talk about two high-profile NFL coaches who got fired this year? John Gruden got fired for his racist emails, and that wasn't even the most wi- the wildest firing um, of the NFL year. Thirteen games into his NFL career, uh, happy trails to one Urban Meyer. 
um, who was suicide this year and fired by the Jaguars all in the calendar year 2021, which is pretty impressive when you think about it. Uh, but Urban Meyer can hire the racist strength coach. Well, first of all, the whole Fugazi hiring in the first place because the Jaguars clearly didn't abide by the Rooney rule to the letter of the law. Then the whole hiring of the uh, racist strength coach who got fired um, a day later. And then we'll see kicking the kicking the kicker. And then the whole uh, the gar- yeah, we'll see the Gardner Minshew, the Gardner Minshew backup thing, and then the Tim Tebow tight end thing. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Like there was like a ton of stuff. There was like a lot of oh, stuff. No, there was oh, of course the uh, the whole the Urban Meyer Pinehouse situation. Yeah. Um, with the uh, Urban Meyer Urban Meyer leaving his team, not flying back with his team after a Thursday night game because he wanted to hang out in Columbus, Ohio, at the Urban Meyer Pinehouse. Got got a caught on camera doing things at the Urban Meyer Pine House that a married NFL coach should probably not be doing. Um, and then he was he told he told uh, Shad Khan that he was going to get better, and he did not get better. And, and then he called his coaches losers, even though he hired all these dudes. Um, and then he got fired. So Urban Meyer, again, 13 games into his NFL career, unceremoniously, unceremoniously dismissed. But again, let's not forget the racist emails from John Gruden, who sent these emails years ago. Just got just got you know uncovered in the Washington football team investigation, but John Gruden is suing because he thinks it's a takedown of him and only him, which sounds a little weird to me. But it is kind of funny because I promise you, in two hundred and fifty thousand emails, there's more incriminating stuff out there that we just don't know about yet. That's all no, I'm gonna no, say. No, no, I'm just, I just want to know, like I don't know, like like who decided that, like I don't know, like just casually leak these emails. Someone obviously, like I don't know, decided, yo. We had enough for group. No, like, I mean, like, I just don't know how emails like that, like, don't get leaked 10 years earlier. Yeah, no, there's a lot of, again, a, a lot of, again, this is a quarter million emails in the Washington football situation, Washington football team um, investigation. A lot of people on these emails, a lot of league office people. None of this stuff comes out until 10 years later. Sounds a little yeah. fishy to me, but no, again, it does. No, but yeah. I, I think it shows that the NFL's like mob esque, dude. Like, if they want someone clipped, they ain't gonna clip you, but I. But to that note, I don't know how Daniel Slater still hasn't gotten clipped. Exactly. Well, well, no, yeah. no, no. But maybe like I don't know. He's just part of the. He's part of the mob. Yeah. No. There, there was a couple of stories that came out over the last couple of weeks about Daniel Snyder. He's probably going to be the big story of 2022. Um, but again, like you said, like the NFL wants you clipped, they'll get you out. If they don't, they won't. Um, if they want to make excuses for you like they did for Aaron Rodgers. They will. Of course, Aaron Rodgers lied about being immunized. Uh, people thought that he was vaccinated. He said he was not. Well, he said he was immunized. People bought that as truth and kind of let him skate for a couple of weeks. Uh, meanwhile, um, other guys, including um, Antonio Brown, issued fake, were issued fake vaccine cards to the NFL to kind of skate around the rules. Um, but yeah, NFL, again, very busy season as always. 17-game season, of course, this year, the first time they've had a 17-game season um, for the NFL. Um, Tom Brady knocked off the Chiefs for his, his seventh title. Um, and again, like, you know, kudos to the NFL. I'll say this, though. Um, Raiders defensive end Carl Nassib came out earlier this year as gay, the first gay active NFL player. Not even a story anymore. Again, I'm glad wow. we're at a point now where that's not a story, which is awesome. Um, baseball, Shohei Otani had a season for the ages, but baseball doesn't like the market guys. So a lot of people who don't follow baseball have no idea who Shohei Otani <laughs> is. Uh, really quick, we have a few minutes left, three minutes left. Wrestling, huge year in the world of wrestling. Um, CM Punk is all elite. People were so excited to see him come out for like seven straight weeks and just give speeches um, because it's a beautiful thing. Um, Adam Cole left a, uh, WWE. 
he is all elite as well because WWE basically released everybody who is not six foot five and two hundred and forty pounds, um, including. On that note, Johnny Gargano is a free agent. <laughs> yeah, including yeah, including Johnny Gargano, Daniel Bryan, Bray Wyatt, all those dudes. Uh, kudos to the women for WWE though who held it down this year. Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks put on a tremendous show at WrestleMania. Um, big shout out to Big E for winning the, the WWE title. NXT officially completely rebranded is now completely de- developmental NXT 2.0. Um, but yeah, but a, a lot of a lot of stuff going on in the world of wrestling this year. Oh man, um, we didn't even talk about the summer of Cena. Oh, that's right. I didn't even talk about yeah, the summer of Cena himself. Cena came back uh, for a little bit, but again, at some point when he comes back, he has to win one of these matches. Um, so like it matters. And then but, we got again, Farmer, and, and, and then we got Farmer Brock. Like I don't know. Like things are slightly, and I mean slightly, looking up for as the cool kids call it, the E. Slightly, slightly looking up for the E. All right, so we got like two minutes left, really quick. And again, we'll keep this brief. What are you looking forward to in twenty twenty two? What's going to happen? I would say the. I was going to say the end of COVID, but who that we can. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, no, there's only one thing. There's only one thing I'm looking forward to. Okay. For me to take these notifications from Shams Karania mm. and, and 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 Adrian w- Wojcikowski after <laughs> the Ben Simmons trade is because I have had these notifications off for six months and I'm tired of seeing every, especially now with like every is every every tweet is X player has entered protocol. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Of, like again, every 15 minutes it seems like somebody gets out gets into the NBA's protocols. Although if you're a Laker, you can get out of it in like two days because LeBron apparently has like the secret because um, Russell Westbrook, he's out of it, which is kind of pretty amazing as well. But no, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to hopefully the continued development of Jalen Hurts because again, you got to have a quarterback to be something in this league. Like if you're a team, if you're a legit team in the hunt in this league, you got to have a guy. And I'm not expecting him to be Justin Herbert or any of those guys, but I need to see development of, of, of Jalen Hurts to the point where I'm good with him being my guy for the next decade. That's what I hope to see in 2022. And please, guys, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you want to see in 2022, both on a local and a national level. But until next year, we are out of here. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Happy holidays. See you, guys. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Wait a minute! I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.